Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the State of Play podcast. I'm your host, Martino Puccio. Back after a couple weeks of hiatus, uh, Matt and Pet have been holding down the fort for me. Uh, Pet's done a great job of hosting, even though he just got in so rare at the, at the last second, last episode, but he did <laughs> remember to do it. Um, and then uh, Matt's on cloud nine, per usual, um, after a Milan win. Uh, so yeah, fellas, how you doing? We're, we're winding down now. We're actually incredibly close to the Euros and I'm just not even it's so weird, isn't it? We, it is. you know, after the Champions League final, it's like 13 days to the Euro mm-hmm. group That's stages crazy. football. How tired must footballers be? <laughs> how, do you, how do you think if you're Luka oh Mondrich? Oh my man? God, man. <laughs> English Luka Mondrich has not gotten rest since 2018. <laughs> English footballers have that like loaded schedule too. So they're oh getting like God. a quick turnaround. And it's like, usually at this time of the season, it's a couple of weeks left. And then, these guys go out on vacation and they have the entire like month, two months with their families and they're on a visa and they're traveling the world. And then they get ready. They go, they go, they go straight to, they go straight to the straight training, to right? Cause dude, it's uh, June 11th is Italy plays in Turkey. It's crazy. That's great. It's crazy. That's it's so soon. When's but, the uh, final day of Euro? What's the, when's the final of year? Do we have a final? Definitive final? Uh, yeah, I could pull it up real quick. Um, Cause I, I it see ends July the- 11th. It's just a full month. Okay. So July 11th is the final date. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we got a lot of European football to finish up before that. And that's, I think, across all top five leagues on top of the Champions League, I don't think I can remember everyone kind of being so invested in so many different leagues and, <laughs> and races in general, like in years. I, I can't personally recall because I probably didn't follow all these leagues so closely. But, I mean – we got the kind of usual winners like Bayern's pretty much wrapped it up city. It's just a formality at this point. It's just, you know, chugging it along. Um, But we got to talk about the two that are incredibly close at the moment. And that's Ligon and La Liga. We'll start off with La Liga. I mean, listen, it looked like it was going to be a full on collapse fellas for Atletico and they're just holding on. Um, Barca have had issues winning uh, certain matches that they needed to win. Um, Real Madrid can't stop getting hurt. Um, 61 injuries now. But we'll talk about the the main and biggest match of the season in La Liga, and that was a 0-0 draw uh, with Atletico and Barca. Messi almost scored a Puskas goal uh, of the year, but, I mean, that was it, though. They This is Atletico grinding out a result, getting what they needed to get done, and then... Um, they had a result going in their favor yesterday with Real Madrid. I mean, they just have to really just take care of what's in front of them, and then they win their second league title within the past however many years. And it's, an, it's a massive feat. So I don't know whoever wants to go first on this. Feel free. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's exciting and non-exciting at the same time, right? because it's kind of like whoever is the least worst wins the title. And I think when we talked about um, Messi's Ballon d'Or credentials, right, I was kind of like, well, if he wins it, it's great because, you know, he's dragged a really bad Barca team to winning the league, but he's also won it in the worst La Liga I've probably ever seen, right? Like, I mean, the point totals are going to be pretty low when we get to the end of the season. Like, Atleti could win the league with, what is it? 86 points which isn't like remarkably low but if you consider how dominant we've been used to seeing Madrid and Barca being hitting the like latter 80s 90s you know Mourinho's Madrid even hitting 100 
it's pretty surprising. I mean, we've seen that kind of all around the leagues, but um, but this La Liga has been, I wouldn't say dire, but just quite quite tepid compared to last uh, few seasons. And I think, you know, Barcelona being how bad they've been and re- so reliant on Messi, Madrid with their injuries and Atletico don't really have anything else to concentrate on. So it's kind of just been uh, one game a week for them for the last like several weeks. And they've just about got themselves in the position where it looks like they're going to win it, right? That was you, Matt. I, was, I thought you were ready. Right <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, this is kind of what we want, though, right? I think, I think a lot of people were um, looking for the title races in this specific, you know, um, pandemic and all those things thrown into the equation they wanted to something to kind of really be like excited about week to week right and I think that's kind of what football has been for many of us right it's been our kind of our uh, our safe haven our getaway from the normal crap that we're dealing with and now we're having exciting title races down to the final final week and you know be it's on top of that you're getting the quick turnaround to Euro which we'll talk about but as far as La Liga goes this has been um one of the tighter one of the more chaotic title races I can remember. I mean, I was thinking to myself um, yesterday after, after Milan beat Juve, I'm thinking to myself, when's the last time that neither Ronaldo or Messi won a league title in a given calendar year, right? And I think it's the last time Atletico Madrid won the title, but I can't put the, the actual date in mind. There's a, there's a chance uh, both could miss top two as well, right? Like even, which, which is crazy. Which is even crazier. Right? Yeah. But I think it's it's one of those things, too, where, you know, we're always constantly comparing Ronaldo, Messi, and whether they're whether or not they're in the same league, it, it, does, it doesn't mean anything right now. People are looking at it and saying, okay, one's outside of Spain, one is in Spain. How are they both faring right now? If one guy is trying to carry his team, a team that's uh, had a difficult year, and, and for many, many spells of the season, he's carried them. And then you have Ronaldo, who's looking on the outside of, of top four, and that, that could be the least of their problems with this whole ESL thing and potentially being you know, <laughs> thrown out of Serie A. So it's a, it's a really fascinating time for football fans with the league races, like I said, transfers, um, which was right around the corner, Euro, which players are going to really push themselves forward in that conversation for um, the Ballant d'Or, which I know me and Pet have been talking about the past couple of weeks and really trying to see where, where, the, where the podium stacks up at this point in time. But I mean, from a, a neutral perspective, with no tie to any of these teams in La Liga, it's really fun to watch it be going down to the final whistle or final match dish, essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, final whistle worked. I thought so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, even, I mean, Pet, even to your point, just real quick before we move to uh, Ligon, I mean, the gap between fourth and fifth is insane as well. That's fi- It's yeah. a 15-point gap. I just, and you're really used to seeing a lot of other teams too. I mean, and we can't even gloss over the fact to, I got to mention this club too, because we discussed it prior to the season, Valencia in that situation as well, where they just kept dumping all these players for awful transfer fees. Like they got, they got the awful end of all these deals and they didn't even have to, it was just terrible negotiation. It just felt like self-sabotaging and they're lucky enough to stay up. Um, the relegation battle as well is really close because from the 20th side on 29 points all the way to Alaves to 32. And if you want to go to Getafe at 34, I mean, it's just, 
Yeah, I mean the drop off's insane, and it's gonna it's gonna be a trickle down effect as well. Because <clears throat> the first thing you click on if you go to ESPN FC, it already says Barca board is uncertain about Ronald Koeman. So again, another managerial change, exactly what that club needs. Um, so yeah, Ligon. Speaking of managerial top moves, everything PSG are missing out on a title. Um, they might be <laughs> down to how many trophies this year? It might just be one or two, right? Because they won their cup or no? Yeah. Pet. They did, I think. Yeah, poach. They did. They did. But, no, no, I know. But Poach, man. I mean. Oh. Talk, talk about. It's the history of the Tottenham. It's the opposite ends of the spectrum of the manager that they fired. Gearing them up has an opportunity to win them an FA Cup, Thomas Tuchel. Um, gets them to a Champions League final. Poach and, and his club missing out on. Um, the league title that should be a shoe in for them, by the way, an absolute shoe in given the money that they put in. And they've been embarrassing at certain points during the season. Uh, and I don't want to take anything away from Lil because we'll discuss them. But again, that's there, there's some serious issues there. And Fab Romano yesterday, um, mentioned how they're not even picking up the option on Florenzi, which was only like around nine million euros. To me, it's just. There's a lot of head-scratching moves there. They'll still be all right in La Ligue, I mean, uh, Ligue 1. But in terms of the outlook for the Champions League future, and they haven't officially gotten that Mbappe extension done. Well, the Neymar one, really, right? They got the name, just Neymar, yeah. The Neymar was um, Is it official? Yeah. 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 Fab, oh, Fab yeah, was, was saying official. it's going to be sorry. around 30 million euros after taxes. There was, is... But there was something from Laquipe saying... That, that Fab added onto it, that there was like a secret ag- uh, agreement that it, another year could be tacked onto it. Um, I think his, his agreement is supposed to be 2025, but I think yeah. it could be till yes. 2026. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I, I've I seen the same thing. With, with these oh, and, he, and he just tweeted about a Lille player as well just now. But that was Mike, 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 Mike Nunn? Or is it... Uh, uh, Sumare to yeah, Leicester. Leicester for 25 million euro bid. That, those are two interesting things. Louis Campos doing his thing, right? Uh, selling Sumari, who's, I think, got a year left, right? For 25 million euros. And yeah, he's Mike, certainly he's Mike, going for 30. So Mike, Mike Dan for 15 million euros, who has also a year left on his deal. And then he's bringing in Alexander Nubel from Bayern for two seasons on loan. And then they'll probably replace Sumari with someone. He's for a top like, three director in the world. Uh, I mean, he's just doing God's work, isn't he? Um, yeah, Leo going to win the league, I think. It looks like it, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's pretty cool. It's awesome. Um, it's, it's, I think it's great, yeah. It, it, it just shows, doesn't it? Like, the difference in the quality of the this PSG team between the Champions League and the league has been one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. Like, we've seen it before, though. We saw it with Real Madrid during this season. We've seen it with other, other teams. But PSG, right? Like, the level they played up, for example, in the first half of the first leg against Man City, the level mm-hmm. that they played at against Bayern Munich across the two legs, the level that they played at at the new Camp and against Barcelona at home, it just wasn't... You've, I've never seen something like that from them this season. And it just shows that this is now a group of players, and especially in the likes of Neymar, Marquinhos, um, Keylor Navas, Mbappe... Di Maria, Verratti, who are going balls to the wall to win the Champions League. I don't think they care about... It's embarrassing. It really is to not win the, the league yes. when you have like an embarrassment of riches, right? When you know your bench is worth more than every other squad in the league. But it just shows, doesn't it? Like 
when these guys maybe subconsciously are like trying to um, gather as much energy for certain games, they choose the Champions League, right? And and this is yeah. this is where they are at this point. Yeah, you you know what it is too, but that's also their players should not be in a situation that they have to do that. That's an indictment on PSG not having the proper depth build up um, to kind of have players say, okay, we don't have to hundred percent focus all of our energy in this because it's just, it's just not necessary. If you have all the resources that they have, you should have a lot more depth. I personally find their midfield depth for the amount of wages that they put into this club embarrassing. I, I, I really, I truly think that. Uh, you know, we go down one injury for one of well, those it's, si- it's kind of similar to Juve, though, isn't it? This is what happens I mean, when you, you're at, like... at least PSG starting midfielders, they have good ones. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you, but then, like, you, like, you, look, you, like, you, you, you go past uh, Verratti and um, Garner Gay, and you're suddenly at like Danilo, who's just played centre back this whole season. Herrera and Paredes. I mean, they're good squad players, but like they're not yeah, the pro- amazing. The problem with the PSG too is that they've over the years been able to have like that next wave of player come up, but because their ambitions have so heavily lied in winning the Champions League, they haven't been given that opportunity to some of those younger players. I mean, they sold Nkunku, midfielder, to Leipzig, a player that 23 years old, probably gonna, but could potentially make France's Euro squad as a maybe a, 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 a final you know, draw in there with the 26 uh, man roster. He's gone. He went to Leipzig. They got rid of Diaby, who I think is at Leverkusen. He's a winger. Yep. Yeah, they yeah. have players that they could have really eased into this team and had that much more depth to, to Martino's point um, in the midfield and in other certain areas. But this is what kind of happens when you put all your eggs in one basket. And, and I just want to speak on Lil a little bit more too, because when you actually look at their squad build, it feels so much like what Monaco was doing a couple of years ago, right? I mean, you go up and down their roster and you see predominantly young players. You have Jonathan Bamba, who um, you know played pretty well against Milan. You have Sven Botman, who's a big uh, yeah. Dutch international, highly touted defender. Yilmaz, too. who we talked about. Jonathan David, Sumari, Sanchez, Ikone. So you have so all I was... these players. And you go down this list and you're like, why does this feel like another Monaco? But yeah. that they're going to get rated of their talent. The difference here is that sporting director, the coach, mm. they have the infrastructure in place for them to be sustainable. So, and- so I, I said this, right, on yeah. uh, the Fresh Arsenal podcast that I recorded today. It's crazy how if you're a sporting director and a good one and you make three to four good decisions, you end up in a situation like Lille. Okay, so they sell Nicola Pepe for £72 million and they buy... Victor Osman. They sell Victor Osman for what, 70 million euros? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so like a total package, mm-hmm. something 60, 70 it million. Can, euros? It can go up, it can go up to like 80, I think, yeah. bonuses. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, he's a he's a fucking baller though, to be fair. So yeah. Yeah. um and then you've got you buy Jonathan David and you get uh Brack Yilmaz on a free. Jonathan David doesn't start on fire, but the other boys are carrying the flag. And then Burak Yilmaz, who's got, what, 15 goals and 25 starts in the league? 36 goals, too, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and he's 36 <laughs> and he's banging them with his left foot from like 35 yards. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just a masterstroke. And look, like, as Renato I just said, Sanchez revival. Renato Sanchez revival. We've got Jonathan Bamba, Jonathan Iconi. Um, yeah, you've got... Uh, too, you, I can't pronounce his name, but that he Yusuf, yes. 
Yusuf Yasitsi. Oh, yeah, uh, number yeah, 10. Yeah. Absolutely Yossi, killed yeah. Milan, yeah. He, he's shit on us. Yeah. He brought, uh, Zeki Celik as well, the right back. They've got Sven Botman. They've got... Um, yeah, uh, Mike Magnan as well. So, like, you know, they're going to sell Samare. They're going to sell Mike Magnan. But knowing Louis Campos, like, they're going to have utmost faith in him replacing those guys. I mean, as I said, Alexander Nubel, they're going to probably get him for, like, very little money on two years' worth of loan until maybe Manuel Neuer passes a torture to him or they get him they get him for a price, right? Like, mm. it's just outstanding from him. And, um, I mean, it's, it's a really, really amazing uh, win for them because, like, if you think about the last Lille team that won the league, like, they had an Eden Hazard who was the best player in the league, right? They don't have anything close to this now. And it's really, really impressive. And as I said, it just shows, like, if, is there a sporting director? You make a few good decisions and suddenly you're in this amazing position, right? Like if you're uh, even Milan, right? Like you make a few good signings, you, you get a Fia Hernandez in, you get an X Same and Y in, you get a Bremovic rack. And yeah, like you make a few good decisions and suddenly you get to a position where you're like, okay, like we make a couple more and we're competing for a title or we're going to be in... Uh, in the deep stages of the Champions League and sure. the same with Lille right like they're going to be in the UCL next season they're probably going to win the league but they had a couple of pieces like there's no reason they can't compete next season and, and, and have a decent UCL run but it just shows how important these sporting directors or directors of football or technical directors you know they're very convoluted these roles and what they do but it just shows how important they are and you make three four good decisions over the course of a few windows and and you're up there because on the whole the average club is not very well run, right? Like, look at how badly run Milan were. Look at how badly run Juventus are now. Look at how badly run Barcelona are now. Look at Real Madrid now. Look at Atleti now. Look at uh, Arsenal now. You know, look at Spurs now. Like, it's it's not easy to be a well-run club. But what it means is if you're well-run, you're very likely to succeed on the pitch. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's kind of and that's kind of something that I think falls in line of proper formula because that happens in American sports too, Matt. And you can agree on this. It, this happened in the NFL. So when the NFL came out with their new CBA, which is the collective bargaining agreement between the players and owners on how to split revenue, and basically it came down to okay, rookies and younger players aren't going to be paid as much because a lot of teams are risking. Uh, a lot of money towards going towards them. So they needed to figure out some sort of formula where you have your quarterback on a very cheap deal. And how do you maximize that? Like how do teams in football, in European football, maximize um, FFP to their advantage, right? You have to buy young, sell high and replace them properly. And Lille has done the perfect formula that way. And the same thing that Inter had to do on their way up Um, Some of these teams had to sacrifice certain players. Liverpool, to an extent, had to sacrifice Coutinho and then brought in players on cheaper deals, like getting Mo Salah uh, at the price you got him at and just hoping you develop him further. That's the model that needs to be followed. It's not about what City did and PSG did saying, "Okay, I'm giving you 200 million euros for the best player possible. It's not sustainable. It's never going to be sustainable that way, especially with the FFP issues going on. And whether or not the TV revenue deals will be better down the line, the fact of the matter is this. The best way to run your club at this point is you're going to have to get the best scouting possible, the best directors, negotiate the best deals, and get them in on the ground floor as opposed to buying them when they are current stars, right? Because, Mm -hmm. again, with certain clubs like Monaco, what Monaco was doing, you buy Mbappe before he's Mbappe. 
that's the only route some of these clubs can go down. A finite me, amount of. I these mean, clubs. look at look at some of the signings United have made after they yeah. after they um after they missed out on Haaland and Bellingham, right? Because now, if you want to buy both of those guys, it costs you like 180 million, right? It's insane. Um, but like they bought Diallo, they got the guy from um, South America as well. What's his name? Uh, I forgot his name that they're bringing in. Um, but like Acuna? you can see, what was his name? Sorry, Matt. Acuna, right? Apparently no, 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 no. Maybe, maybe. Sorry, it's completely slipped my mind. But like w- w- my point is, more and more clubs after they get burnt once, they they try and try and do it the smart way and you know we saw madrid after they missed out on neymar it was like well let's buy every good brazilian that comes out of brazil yeah right young Rodrigo, top talent yeah, Vinicius. Verde, Vinicius, yeah yeah and look like not all of those guys have have become or will become amazing but they've become integral pieces to real madrid and if yeah. you sold them they'd go for a lot of money yeah, so yeah. it was a uh, facundo palestri 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 yes yeah, sorry yeah, sorry yeah or you're going you got him right. you got him right um yeah so rare now. Um, we, should, we should just get to that before we get into some serious stuff. So before we get to all that, we'd just like to let you know this podcast is brought to you in affiliation with So Rare, the global blockchain fantasy game. So Rare is a fantasy game of soccer or football where players buy, sell, and trade and manage a virtual team with digital player cards. If you use our link, the State of Play link, and buy five new cards from the primary market, both individual cards and bundles, you get a free Rare card. So head on over to So Rare. Um, Pets, pets card of uh, Memphis to buy could pop, man. I mean, we're, that's that's news that we do have to follow too. Eventually, too, mm. it's fascinating with Leon's situation um, because you saw some rumors with Awar as well. Uh, listen, man. I mean, I, I, I find it very buy, fascinating. I might have to buy Nubal now, but if you, he's going you to Leon, you should consider Nubal and even Mike Manigan, the the guy mm. he's replacing, because he's whether yeah. But where he's going to go, you better get him now as opposed to <laughs> say he goes somewhere else. Yeah, so I mean, listen, uh, again, I, f- I also find that Depay situation really fascinating because they already reported that Aguero is willing to take a pay cut. But it's but it, again, like we were just saying, that's the decision that clubs have to make. Do you want to go get an injury-prone Sergio Aguero on a little less wages that he's making at Manchester City? Or do you want to go and take Memphis Depay who isn't? Truly a striker, um, but he ha- but he has a major injury that he's come off of, and he's going to be commanding some money. It's just it's moves like that that affect you years down the line. Or you could just be like Manchester United; you just extend Edison Cavani because you can't find a striker because you sold him. Um, so, Italy, there's a lot to unpack here. Mm. Best day for Matt and I in a decade, at least. <laughs> there's a, it's no, it's not even an exaggeration. It's been a full ten years. I don't think there's actually been a win in Serie A that's been this massive. And Matt could attest to it. There were some great wins over the course of time that were just, you know, personal enjoyment, right? But in the grand scheme of things, didn't mean that much. Not only did Milan dominate Juve, they won in a fashion that helped them with the tiebreaker as well that they now have the tiebreaker over Napoli and Juventus um, on top of playing two more sides that are battling for relegation in Cagliari and Torino. And then you just have to go play Atalanta on the last match day. Whereas Juve have to go play Sassuolo um, on a quick turnaround match and then go play Inter on the weekend when Inter can smell blood in the water and put salt in their wounds. Um, Matt, obviously this is your bread and brother uh, bed, bread and butter. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Hey, listen, man. Someone's I'm still got on a, cloud nine. Someone's got to clip that. 
Uh, yeah, go <laughs> ahead and clip it. I'll go take it out for myself. Um, but yeah, listen, I'm still on cloud nine. You could ask Matt yesterday when we were on the live stream. I couldn't, I couldn't talk. I just shut up and, and let him go take care of everything because it's just a surreal win. But at the end of the day, I mean, this does way more damage to Juve and their scenario because there's a scenario and situation where Cristiano Ronaldo could be playing in Europa League next season. And if not, if he doesn't want to do that, Matt, they have to figure out how to get rid of him and some of these other players that were on astronomical wages. And they don't have any leverage in some of these situations. Yeah, it's things are, things are getting uh, a little intense here in the intern, aren't they? And, you know, look, it's been boiling over for, for months now, I think. You know, it's funny. We went live on State of Play to react to the appointment of Pirlo, right? And we both had our mixed opinions on it. I thought we said, hey, there's some talent in this squad. Let's see what Pirlo can do. Either Pirlo has a Mikel Arteta effect where he gets some decent results. You know, he struggles. There's going to be struggles there. He's a new coach. Or he completely just just dismantles anything that would be for a title run with his performances and his inexperience and just lack of, of being able to handle all the pressure. And it's been the latter, right? I mean, everyone I talk to Juventus fans are looking at this and they're saying, how could you appoint a guy like a novice coach with no experience in this part of the cycle? And look, I think you can put blame on Pirlo. I mean, at the end of the day, he's the guy making the decisions as far as the coaching is concerned and getting the players prepared for any given match day. So yes, he gets some blame because that's his job, right? At the end of the day- Quick one, Matt. Isn't this- part of the cycle the rebuild well that's because this squad is like so well that's the worst Juve one I've seen in a bit right that's this is this is what it is this is what it is for Juve right it's a re it's an out now it's going to be a rebuild because um there's he's going to finish the season in my opinion I don't think Pirlo gets sacked with two games left I mean what kind of message are you sending at that point anyway right I mean you might as well let him finish the season and you kind of go from there because he ain't going to resign and the club, I don't think are going to show him that sort of whatever you want to call it, disrespect to let him go prematurely before the season ends. When technically speaking, the kind of still um, top four is still a possibility. It looks more, um, uh, you know, I guess withering away at the, at the moment. Excuse me, I can't find the words. But um, let's talk about rebuilding Juve. I don't want to focus too much on Milan because you know I like to reserve that sort of conversation mostly for me and Martino on the Milan reports, but. I mean, I'll let you guys talk about it. Hey, the, the, I, think, I think we should hold off if we qualify for top four. Then we could discuss. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk too much about that. I mean, obviously, it's a big, important victory for Milan. Goes without saying. They needed to get over this big hurdle. They got Torino, Cagliari, and then they got Atalanta to end the season. So it's not quite done. But if they get six points from the, the, the remaining nine, they are in the Champions League. Positioning is a whole other conversation. But they'll be in top four. Let's talk about rebuilding Juventus first. Because that was something we kind of brought up in the chat. And... I found it fascinating because I'm seeing who they're linked to. I'm seeing the coaching candidates. I'm seeing that Paratici, who is their director, may be on his way out. And it's quite clearly the cycle's coming to an end. And obviously that's, that's been affirmed with the fact that Inter have also won the title and stopped their, um, their Scudetto run here. Let's start with coaching. Because I'm seeing Allegri, I'm seeing Zidane, I'm seeing a couple other names. You know, maybe Simone Inzaghi's name yeah, pops back up yeah, into the mm. equation because Lazio is linked to Spurs as well. Right. Let's start with coach. Where do you think do, do you think Allegri taking a 
Sir Alex no. Ferguson role with this team is something that will help him? Or do you think that maybe Allegri needs to just go back to being strictly their coach and letting the guys who are in charge of management transfers, all that sort of thing, the technical area, deal with it. And then we'll go into players and we'll see ultimately where they need to look on the market. I, I think Zidane go? makes sense, right? It's It feels like the end of that kind of Madrid thing. I don't know if it looks like he has the energy for another rebuild. He did. Yeah. They I might still win the league this season. He did an incredible job to win the league. So last season, the Champions League is obviously in the locker uh, that they've had in the, in the past. So Sergio Ramos looks like he's going to go. Um, it feels to me that that seems the obvious one. Um and I think you you kind of need to give these players like a, a rocket up the ass, right? And I mean, if you're if you're Cristiano as well, right? That that might be something that might tempt Juve to try and get someone that is going to get the best out of him, right? Because um, mm. you're paying him a lot of money, and he's only got a certain amount of years left, right? So uh, I think that one makes the most sense to me. Whether or not Zidane leaves, I'm not sure. Um, but I think that that coach, from a coaching standpoint, that, that makes the most sense to me. Because it's tough because the uncertainty of his future is just so up in the air, Cristiano, because that relationship wasn't exactly sunshine and rainbows with Allegri. They had their differences. And there's already been reports and rumors that he wants him out. Like, that's the first step to it. Because there's at least some semblance of a superstar there. He's still scoring a lot of goals. He's probably going to win Capo Cananiere this year, which is great within an awful side that really lacks a lot of creativity. So the production is there. He could still score you a lot of goals. He's just not the prolific winger that he once was with, with his speed for over 30 something matches in a season. But, but it's the fee that's going to cost. Like who is going to, spend that money that they're gonna have to take a haircut on them that's just they don't have exactly and on top and then that but that's not even the only player that they have to do so right because you're gonna have to try and get something from ramsey or out of Ramsey. like what are they gonna do they struggled to get rid of higuain matuidi kadira uh they had a they got lucky with emmer sean so for whatever reason, Dortmund spent the money that they spent. And they're also making really poor decisions. We talk, Pet referenced Manchester United not jumping at Erling Holland. These idiots refused to jump on him because there was no space on the squad. But they wanted to go get Alvaro Marata because they're mm-hmm. romanticizing those Champions League run that they had with him years ago. None of these decisions are sound. And we talk about the manager. And you make a good point, Matt. Like, okay, like, does it work with the Sir Alex Ferguson? For me... The current guys that they have are not up to Juve's standards and Nedved that they need. Nedved doesn't do much. He's just kind of a buddy-buddy. Buddy buddy. I know Nedved doesn't do that much, but yeah. I've said this for months, and I maintain this for a while now, and probably it's almost been a year and a half to two years. Paratici is not a director that Marota. is – Marota made those dynasties. He was everything, man. Yeah. He was absolutely everything. It was him and Allegri that really spearheaded that. He was the one that got for cheap. He was the one that got Pirlo. Yep. He was the one that made the Pogba deal happen. He Pogba was the one that got yep. Tevez, you know, when he was mm-hmm. close to Milan. Yep. Marota was the guy, and obviously you're seeing that, right? Marota followed Conte to what Inter. Inter. Yeah. I think you're going to see a top-down um, teardown from from Juve you I honestly believe that and I know they're a club that you wouldn't think of, the, of them doing that but I think it's honestly what's what's necessary at this point in time I mean you can't keep having Paratici you know, dictate the market who might, who might get suspended and sanctioned by the way for the Suarez situation 
that's going to get resolved at the end of the season. Well, no, I know, but he's not even going to be there at that point. That's the case. But so, so, all right. So, we, I think it's a full agreement that Zidane could be ready for a challenge. I think maybe you know, him by him yeah. going to Juve, who he has a, an attachment to from his playing days there. And I think maybe from a, um, a, a coaching standpoint, he can get his hands involved and he can really try and rebuild something in his own image that maybe he mm. didn't really couldn't do so much at Madrid because the pieces were in place for him to succeed at Madrid. And I'm not going to oh, take yeah. anything away from him for what he did at Madrid, but this is a completely different animal that he'd be walking into with this Juve this team. Is a, so a mess. coaching, I think Zidane or Allegri, I don't think they can necessarily go wrong with either. But when I weigh a look at Allegri, I'm thinking, all right, so you're bringing Allegri and he's the type of manager, in my opinion, that is he going to want to rebuild a team? I don't necessarily believe that. It makes no sense. To, I think he wants to go to a team that's a piece or two away or a couple pieces away from making a real big push at something big. I think Juve have a lot of work to do, and I don't necessarily believe that Allegri would want to go down that route. It could change. We'll have to wait and see. But let's focus on players first, because it's obvious that we all know who the players in the squad that need to, to need to go in to some degree, right? I mean, Chiellini's on his last legs. He may stay another year. Buffon may stay another year, although he could maybe go to Parma if they stay up, which obviously they're not. So he may retire. He may stay another year. Who knows? He doesn't matter with him. He's yeah. making very little. Um, the midfield needs a ton of work. The Rabios, the Bentancurs, um, even Arthur hasn't really been able to uh, assert Horrible, horrible signing, honestly, for the fee that he came in for. Oh, well, it was it's the been used. An accounting deal. I, know, I know how it works, but still, but like, come on. You, you, you value squad, a player like that? You look at the squad, guys, and I can point to seven guys that I'm like, these are the players you build around. And correct me if I'm missing someone or whoever. I mean, obviously, Chiesa, I think Kulisewski, you still have to ride with him. I know how Pet feels about him and I know how you guys feel about him, but you invested a lot in him. I I don't hate the guy. No, no, he's still young. I I don't think you give up on him I think he's been misused very poorly. Um, Morata, unless it's a cheap loan, no. Ronaldo, most likely gone. I just don't think he's going to stay. And you can't really Mm. afford to keep paying a guy in the Europa League. And You guys really think Ronaldo will go? Rebuilt this team. Go where? Um, like Leon yeah. stays. He's been probably one of their top five best players this year, in my opinion. Danilo stays. Alexandro goes. I think they missed their window to really sell him. I think they sell Demiral. I think he's Demiral, a casualty. I think they can generate quite a bit from a Premier League side because yeah. I think teams like Leicester City and you know Wolves or whoever who who typically sell like a big piece of their team every summer would go and spend twenty five to thirty for him. I I feel I feel you know, honest about that. I think they would spend a ton of money on him. And I think he's a good fit for that premier league type of, um, system. Yeah. But guys, I mean, am I missing anyone? This team needs. I mean, the Paulo Dybala situation. Guys. What's mm. good with that? Where's Paulo Dybala going to go? That and relationship no, I... looks fractured. They insisted but... on keeping a manager that doesn't even put him in until the last 10 minutes. Where, where'd you guys think Ronaldo down? would realistically go? PSG is the only one that I could think off the top of my head. That but makes like... any relative sense within Europe. What do you not think back to Madrid? You think they're gonna? I don't. I don't think that with their financial situation, it would make much sense. Like it's. I'm not saying it would be completely ruled out, but if Madrid wants to, you know, turn the I page think, and not do yeah, what I they used to do, it would make no sense. I think Icardi gets chipped out of, of PSG. I, I could. I could see that. that. I think you could. You think it could be. It could be a swap. Could be some sort I of swap. Yeah. Moise Kane. I listen. To this. I think Moise Kane will could go back to Juve. I really do believe that. As a well, he's got to go back to Everton first, correct? 
Well, yeah, but I think they can work out a deal. Everton have no use for Mike no, Angelotti. No, no, yeah, yeah, no. I was just asking. Um, party gets know. shipped somewhere. Who knows where he goes? I don't think he stays because he's just not a fit. He doesn't who would, get the who would want him, you think? That's the thing. Because he can't even make it work in Ligue 1 and PSG. I think PSG is the most logical choice because I think they're mm. in that position now where you have Mbappe, you have Neymar. You're kind of – I mean, you went to the Champions League final last year. You could have won it if, you know, the right buttons were pushed. But all credit to Bayern. They, they deserve to win the title. Then they get knocked out in the semifinal this year. They're in that position now where, in a strange way, they're where Juve were when they got Ronaldo, a team that's yeah. like, we need a champion, one guy to get us over the edge. I feel that PSG would be the most logical fit. It wouldn't be United. My buddy was like, bring United, bring Ronaldo back to the theater. Uh, what is that? Theater of Dreams or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, whatever it's called. And I was just like, yeah, they got Cavani potentially for another year. They have a lot of young players in those attacking areas. Where's where are you making that room for Ronaldo? And are you going to really compromise the growth of some of those younger players? And does he even want to take a pay cut to right. a substantial? I mean, like a, I don't a think he would amount. want that. Does he not want to go back? I project Ronaldo's next couple moves again, potentially PSG, and then either finishing his career in, in sporting, and then maybe going a year or two in MLS in his late like late thirties, early forties. I, ca- I know what you're saying with the sporting. I wouldn't ever completely rule it out, but I just don't see that man taking less money. He's still more concerned about building that brand I think he could do up. like a Messi with uh, the Newell and just go that route. I, th- I think he goes to MLS, I think, uh, event- like within the next two years then. I know I was kind of off on it, but when we talked to Cristiano Oliveira on one of the episodes that we had, he said it was going to get resolved with the U.S. situation. Like, who's going to want to afford him that can take him on within your – like? Well, Even an MLS side, ML- MLS will do anything to help to try to get that move done because yes. he's way more capable, more than capable of dominating that league for a few years, without a doubt. He would he would be ten times bigger than what Beckham was here, and Beckham was massive. It was one of the biggest deals ever, and it was almost man was at the time it was almost a three hundred million dollar deal to bring him over here. It definitely yeah. had to be around two hundred fifty to three hundred. Now we're in twenty. Ronaldo would get similar a similar type deal, right? He would get a big contract. Um, the, the the commercial opportunity, the marketing oh opportunities, big bright Hollywood. If he goes to L.A., which it feels like it would he be will. L.A. or Miami, Columbus Crew. Let's be real here. <laughs> um, and then he would get potentially like a like a like a franchise rights. That's what he would get. He'd be the biggest. He'd, he'd be the he biggest doesn't... thing to happen here. It would be insane. Yeah. I just think. At that point, he kind of looks to himself and says, says what do I want to do in Europe? What's left to do and to accomplish? Isn't that the ultimate question for him at this point? It's not a matter of money because wherever he's going to go, he's going to get paid substantially uh, like wealthy. I Listen, for me, at the end of the day, I, I do think if he does end up leaving, it's PSG or MLS at this point. I just don't see any other scenario. I really see got, City doing he's, something. He's, still too, he's far too productive like what Ibrahimovic was yeah. far too productive to have his career end in MLS. Cause he's not going to go to I, MLS I agree. and then go I agree. back to Europe. I, 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 I understand Matt. what you're saying. I agree I with Matt. I, I, I so think he'll, he'll stay in as long as he's scoring right. at even 20 goals, 70% of what he's currently doing. I think he's going to be in Europe. Yeah. He's got 25 goals. He can, you can, yeah, but yeah. Right. And this is an he, awful creative he, side. He like, literally hard. He cook in France. He cook in France, and then he'd make the difference in Champions League. Really, 
I mean, PSG is really the only the only place I can see. I mean, yeah. if we're speaking, you think PSG goes for a double swoop of Ramos and Ronaldo? I don't know. Ramos is kind of you know he's been commenting on Neymar's uh, posts about the, his renewal, and he's like people are getting kind of mixed feelings about whether or not he would go there. But let's get back to real quick. Let's get back to Juve because <laughs> uh, we're players because we we've seen Locatelli linked heavily between uh, it was Juventus. It's gonna be difficult City. to pull off then. Rodrigo De Paul, another one. Mm. Milan, Inter, Juve, the the usual suspects that you would see involved in. We have to also discuss deals. Inter at some point too. Um, and the one target from 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 Lyon, uh, the midfielder. I always I always mispronounce his name. Yeah, him. That's those <laughs> are the players they need to go after. Locatelli, I do like quite a bit. Rodrigo Rodrigo De Paul can play as a six, an eight, a ten. Yeah. He's I've even seen him play as a winger. That's the type of player I think Juve really need to go for, and he's in that prime uh, age of his career where he's ready for that move. But the big issue that I see with this team is the defense. I mean, aside from Delict, Bonucci's a shell of his former self. Chiellini's on his last legs. I mean, Demerol could be sold. They need to sell Alexandro. From Atalanta, I think they can potentially bring him back, although I believe it may be a two-year loan at Atalanta, and they have an option. So... Like I said, they have a lot of pieces. This isn't a team that Bernadeschi. They got to get rid of too. I don't think we mentioned him. What was that? Yeah, he was expensive. Bernadeschi. That's oh, another yeah, player. He's gone. He's gone. Well, no, no, no of course, but they, but again, they, we, we know how they're able to operate. It's, yeah. it's a lot of players to navigate, and then also bring in with the new manager that you have to agree upon. And Allegri, as you mentioned, Matt. I don't think he comes back unless he has a role that's different than last time. Because why would he want to come back doing the same thing in a worse situation? It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's true. Right? I, I agree. I agree with Martino. I'm like, uh, Allegri feels like he did a lot at Juventus and a new challenge kind of beckons right there. I think with Zidane, his history at Juve. You think, Allegri, him, you think it's just a swap? Allegri and Zidane go... maybe maybe i don't agree going to real madrid honestly i i I don't really i don't really know who madrid go for i think um i mean they could even look at yeah there's there's not that many coaches around right like that's one of the issues but um yeah juventus need a lot i mean shifting players is going to be their first primary concern like how do you how do you shift uh, ramsey on 300k a week can't stay fit <laughs> how do you shift i mean we said it right when 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 yeah. he went i was just like this is a bad deal right because as an arsenal no fan sense. who loved aaron ramsey i was like there's no way we can give him that money because you can't have another Urzel situation or you can't have a situation where the player is injured all the time mm. if he was if he was healthy like all the time aaron ramsey is worth that money right but he's not and he's never Which going is, to be at this point. And he's never That's going the, to be. Yeah. He, this is his body, right? Like, he's not yeah. suddenly uh, going to be one of those guys that just stops getting injured, like Van Persie for those last, like, three or four years, right? Where he was injury-prone, yeah. and then for, like, three, four years, he managed his body, and he realized, like, what he can and can't do, and he, he was amazing, like, world-class for, like, three or four years. Ramsey hasn't found that because mm. his playing style is so dynamic, it means that he's going to get injured. He is yeah. one of the last kind of get into the box late score goals type midfielders a la Frank, Frank Lampard and you need to be physically impeccable to do that so I just 
yeah, I think they need to get rid of a lot. I mean, you're still looking at guys like Rabio, right? Like who are just trash. Yeah, and it's just trash and it's just the wages. It's, it's one thing. And he's to on two hundred six k a week. Like it's just yeah, you can't. And managed can't. by his mum. Like it's just. And you know what it's going to be? It's going to be sacrificing certain talents that they would probably prefer to keep. What they did with Arthur and Pjanic is basically what Juventus are going to have to do all summer to try and like balance the books, get themselves a team that is going to compete and get it back into the top four. Because there's no way this is a one summer job. There is no way. No, way, like, no way. This yeah. is going to take like four, five, six transfer windows and some good decisions. And one more thing I want to bring up and ask you guys, just a quick response, because I also want to bring up the Inter stuff because I think it's, it's massive as well for next year. How much more respect does Sardi need after what he did last season with pretty much the same squad? I mean, a lot. He, he needed more just, respect after he left Chelsea too. And I, I know I, I mean, he feels differently, yeah. but I, that's how I feel. I think I think what he did is I think what the quote was, Matt. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, good luck trying to train with these group. Of he players. said these 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 players are like they're they're untrainable. Yeah, and I think that's, it, it that's insane because. You got the quotes from Chiellini and some of the other players when Pirlo was hired, and, and yeah. then like they're in the, and there's some some rumors came out and some some bits of information came out saying like um, some of the players didn't see eye to eye with what Sari was doing. It's like yeah, dude, because it's not a one year thing. Like yeah. you have to believe in the system, like he did at Napoli, Chelsea. Yeah. The lease was very short, but Sari's at a very uh, quiet taste. And if you're bringing Sari in, there's got to yeah. be the expectation if if you want him to succeed, of course that you're giving him a couple seasons. That's why I thought Roma that, you know, me and Pat talked about that on the previous episode would have been kind of a good fit and would have been the direction to go for, 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 for the coach for Roma. Mm. But I don't know. I think Milan, maybe that's an interesting one if he sees the pieces in place, but I, I, I I agree, Martino. I think Marito, sorry, you know, getting what he did at Chelsea one year, one and done going into the Juve job, getting the title with this a lot of pressure criticism covid situation i thought he did i thought he did a great job because it really kind of wasn't close when they clinched it was like seven points but we should we should um kind of move on a little bit here and i think the inter news that kind of got brought up is really important um and we i dm this and pet pet was taken aback by it but <laughs> so what the fuck <laughs> yeah so i don't know if i mentioned this to you pet but i mentioned this to matt and on the milan reports and just other places from what i understand and i know someone who is in the know with um inter people really close with zanetti and some other people and basically that situation over there at inter is there's over 600 million euros in debt which is insane. Um, they haven't paid a lot of their players. They haven't paid United. Um, they're behind in their payments for him. Hakimi payments they're behind on uh, for Real Madrid. And the news today coming out of Sky was that Steven Zhang, who is the owner, or Zong, excuse me if I got that wrong, um, came out and said he needs the players to take sacrifices for another two months on salary. Excuse me? What the fuck are you talking about? Why are you in this situation now that you're asking your players to take a pay cut once more? Because I don't think they've been paid fully for the whole season. And if I'm wrong, then then quote me on it. But my goodness, how did how did they get into this situation where now 
you're probably going to have to uh, face severe penalties from FFP because of the situation you're in. You might have to send some players back because of breach of contract and not paying some of these clubs. Like, I want to be completely shocked at this rate if Hakimi is going back. And, oh, and yeah, I think he's gone. To, I think Hakimi is gone. There's just too much smoke for that fire, blow. right? That's a of massive blow. You just lost the best wing back in the world. You probably, yeah. I think Lukaku goes to Chelsea or Manchester City at this point. I think, I think Chelsea make a move for either Lukaku and then the same thing with Harry Kane. I think there's a solid chance that he could go to Manchester City as well. I think he, I think this is the proper time for it. I think they would pay the wages, um, but that's a different story, right? But you're, you're potentially losing and sacrificing a couple of these guys. They were close in considering Milan Skriniar to get sold as well last summer. Yeah. And now he went to Spurs, right? Yep. And now we know the situation with Antonio Conte. And if you read some of these quotes in the media from certain players with Christian Eriksen as well, we'll see what happens with Antonio Conte. Antonio Conte also was saying, we're going to have to talk with the club at the end of the season. Why does he have to talk to the club at the end of the season after they just won the Scudetto? There's a lot of smoke there and there is a massive fire where we're looking at a situation here where Inter could be from champions to missing out on the top four. Because I think it's that diet. Because if you lose Lukaku, you lose Hakimi, you lose the best league manager in the world or one of them. Those are three massive blows on top of probably having to have other sacrifices. And you're potentially looking at other owners because there's a chance that the Chinese government is not going to allow Suning to export their funds. That is a disaster. That is a really bad situation that can spiral out of control. Now it could be okay eventually, right? We don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty. But the potential is there to have one of the worst summers ever for the club. It, re- it really does. It, like, it's, it's scary for them if you're an Inter fan because there's a lot of unknown. If owner that comes in, it's going to be a similar – it would have to be a similar Milan situation, wouldn't it? I mean, you're, you're – when, when Elliot came in? in the, well, yeah, in the acquisition of Milan, yeah. you're – the first up front, you're almost pretty much satisfying debt, right, to get yeah. out of that – Right, that 600 million, Matt. That's factored into the no, price you pay for the club. I agree, I agree but yeah. one year on, enters a little bit more valuable, and the, the yeah. time for Steven Zhang to sell would be now yeah. to get out and dodge. Hey, I don't want another year of this because it's if we don't win a title, it, this it, this king could, could evaporate very quickly. So I think I would be stunned if Inter are not sold. And also on the front, if he wants to sell a minority stake in it right. to try and help someone help out, like kind of what Eric Tohir did. Um, but I mean, even then who wants to come in and assume all that Would you want to take full control at that point, right? You don't want any fun of why, why am I getting involved with inter in this financial mess just to dump in 300 million euros? It makes no sense from a financial perspective. Like I I know I don't have a degree in any of this stuff, but I have some Uh logic. It doesn't make any sense to me, pet. Am I wrong? Like, I don't, no, no, I don't no, understand no. the scenario here in which this goes dramatically well for Inter to have them set up to be champions for many years and create a dynasty like Juve did. I don't see I, that. I, I, I think they'll probably scenario. keep enough players that they'll be competitive next right. season. I but agree. I agree. They're not I mean, clear-cut if, favorites if, as they should If be. you yeah. look at a lot of the players that have been at Inter for a while, right? Mm-hmm. So Lautaro Martinez has been mooted for a move away for yonks right and i think he was rumored every summer and then COVID yeah. hit and then who's going to pay all that money lukaku's been rumored as well they obviously have done the united deal in like two or three installments or whatever hakimi is the same like loan with two installments blah blah hakimi looks like he's going to go um you've got uh, a player in lautaro and lukaku who could both go you've got 
Alexis One Sanchez the there on big money. Three, you've got yeah, you've got you've got a lot of players there that are like uh, could could go and all. I mean, or, even Ericsson wasn't on. all sunshine and rainbows too. No, I mean. I mean, Ericsson, Ericsson did really well for the second half of the season, right? But mm-hmm. he's still on 280k a week. After Antonio <laughs> Conte, the smart manager, enough to move him in a position. Like, how many managers would have been able to fix that Ericsson situation? Not many. That looked like one of the biggest Serie A flops ever, right? He, he, he was at that point, a, in my opinion, was, in yeah. terms of hype, he, he was going to be there. And, and then, then he turns him into, like, one of the best mids there, right? So, fair play to him. But I think Antonio Conte is a guy, right, as well, that we saw at Chelsea... If he doesn't get his way, mm-hmm. yeah. it's not going to go well. He's like, gone, dude, if he's you gone. think about who are the Conte players in this team, Hakimi, Lukaku, Barella, Barella, yes, yeah. Bastoni. Mm-hmm. These are like the guys the that he's like, you know, the left footed, good playing out the back center back who plays in a three, the center mid who's tenacious, runs around scraps everyone gets the ball and dictates play the striker who's the wall up top and you've got the wing back that you you flow most of your attacks through if some of these guys have to go i don't think barrel and bastoni because you know for, yeah they'll you know, stay financial reasons it's a lot easier to keep them but Lukaku and Hakimi, if they go like i just i cannot see conte sitting there and being like well madrid might need a manager juve might need a manager x might need a manager like it's, I I just don't I don't see it really, uh, I really don't. So I don't see him staying. So if he, if those things happen, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him leave. I th- I think more likely than not he's leaving anyways. It's just all these quotes and just his comments. I, I don't see him out of out of everyone that would leave the club this summer. It's going to be him, for sure. I I think I'm I'm kind of of that belief. Unless it's you know they figure it out and they're going to be okay, You're which is still that, possible, right? Hmm? You're saying Conte here, saying leave. Conte, right? Conte, Conte, yeah. So where, um, to take a year off, where does he go? Let me ask you. Um, I think Real Madrid is an option, especially. I don't agree with the Juve because I think that relationship that's is fractured. Good yeah, exactly. You give them the finger and you start kicking shit. Especially the <laughs> now. They can't spend to, they can't spend to get him. He's and they done. can't. They can't afford him because he's around 12 million euros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, but anyways... Is it's crazy for Serie A, so we'll, we'll see what happens. And also look to bets um, to look at um, for sure if you want to get in some Serie A champions. If uh, I'm just saying, um, Pat didn't know this, but uh, Cavani staying another year at United. Um, last yeah. topic before we wrap up. What do you think? Yeah. Do you do you like? I mean, because it's worked out well, but long. It's like a short term fix. This isn't a long term solution for United. No, but he's been really good, especially second yeah. half of the season. He's just, you know, Amazing. he's a killer. He's a killer. Yeah. Like his movement, his finishing, uh, he's now like a leader. Ever. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's one of the best strikes of his generation, right? I think he's Ooh. he's just devastating in the box. He's devastating off the shoulder. He's big, he's tall, he's strong. Uh, he's quick still. Um, his link-up play is an awful Uh Sometimes he needs like a few chances to score, but most good strikers do. And I think, uh, you know, if you're looking at like top 10 strikers in the world, he's still definitely there, in my opinion, anyway. Um, I think yeah, he's but got the, the, current, best... the current climate of the position, I, I yeah. wouldn't disagree. 
I mean, in terms of movement, I think him and Van Persie have probably got some of the best movement I've seen in my life. Like as a, you know, I think his complete watcher. finishing package, maybe outside <laughs> his left, his left foot a little bit. I just him heading the ball in that oh. right foot. It's just, I think he's phenomenal. I don't. Th- I think but, there's very, very few players that are better. But like, I think Van Persie and him in terms of movement has been the two best I've seen for a while. And then Haaland is like the new guy who I just think has the most crazy movement I've ever seen for a striker he must have been watching Cavani clips, right? Because this guy off the shoulder and coming in off the fullback onto the centre-back from crosses, just, it's just, it must be an elevation. Oh man, like he's, he's a phenomenon in the air and um, props United for keeping for another year. It means they don't have to go out and get a striker. It means they can concentrate their funds in getting a Sancho and then a central midfielder and then maybe another centre-back and, they'll be competing for the league next season if they do that right because if you've got a guy like bruno fernandez who i believe he's got, he's got the same gna as well, goals and assists as messi this season or there are thereabouts which is pretty crazy to say right as if you the said whole, to, the whole season right now yeah, but like if you yeah. said to someone like manchester united are going to buy this guy from sporting lisbon who's had a crazy good year there fair enough and he's going to equal the best player in the world's goal mm-hmm. and assist contribution you'd be yeah. like what the fuck um and you know i think i saw harry Maguire get injured but he had, up until then he'd played 80 games in a row or something like that in the premier league and then harry Maguire had a much better season this year oh yeah i mean i think i think if he didn't cost 70 million people would be thinking of him as the you know top five center back in the league easily um oh, he's, the, oh I, th- I think it's for sure in that league yeah, yeah absolutely. i think he's 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 up there for me and you know worldwide center backs i think he's he's you know top 10 15 so i, I think he's he's good um they've obviously got a, a keeper ready and waiting when De Gea finally decides to give up um <laughs> even though he, henderson's had a really rough year when i've seen him play i, think, yeah, I thought he was awful in the milan tie for sure he's had some good games yeah the, the milan tie he wasn't very good but he's 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 pretty competent um yeah no, I so like so so when they yeah when when they you know get Cavani in and uh for the next year and if they get Sancho and a center midfielder then they're going to be in a good position next next season so I, uh, be, I would not be shocked if Matic uh heads on over to Serie A and with Mourinho <laughs> in Roma I'm not even kidding you I like, saw I, Roma I get linked to Renato Sanchez I just saw that too the, I didn't like and, and also um Belotti I think is another one yeah. as well Belotti is such a Mourinho striker, man. He is Hopefully like the atypical Mourinho striker. How much pull does Mourinho have at Roma without Europa League? Without I don't know, man. To entice these players. Like, then my question to you is... I, I is also think they're Mourinho really good have, for clicks right now. Does Mourinho still have vintage Mourinho juice to convince mm. guys like Belotti, Isco, and whoever to join... There's and no way Isco versus can... going to potential Champions League setup at Milan if they make it. There's no way if Belotti gets similar offers from Milan and Roma that he goes to Roma. Right, That's he goes point. to Milan. Absolutely, no, no, no yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Isco could, I could see him joining. I mean, he's been uh, out of favor with Zidane for a while. He doesn't play that much. He's getting a Roma. Do you think are they able to afford those wages? I don't think so. Don't it all depends on that situation. But hey, um. Anything else before we wrap on up here? We're around, what day is it? It's it's May 10th. The second this episode is released tomorrow on May 11th, we are literally a month away from the Euros kicking off. Crazy Amazing. shit. Crazy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cham- Champions League. Champions League is set up um, because we didn't even discuss that uh, real quick. Um, 
gut feeling real quick. Uh, we can talk about it next week too, but uh, City's got this. Even though I think it's going to be a great match, I think City's going to win. I think it's going to be a great game. I hope it's City. It was such a great game. Sad that you missed out on it, Pet. Too bad you hate the Premier League. I think Chelsea's got that. that They got that big energy right now, honestly. (laughs) Really, the Tuchel energy, man. Honestly, you got that team's playing with. They're playing with 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 carefree, like enthusiastic charisma. Golo Conte turning back the clock a little bit. It could even be in England as well. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, might might move from Istanbul to London. Um, so look out on that. That's that's yeah. Oh, can you, Pat? That's got to be the biggest. You think that would be the biggest final in English history? Like I know Chelsea and Man United is probably the top one. Chelsea um, Man U was the big one. Yeah, that was like. But this one's got to be the cool. two not, actual not... best teams in the world playing against each other. I think that was. Yeah, that was probably the one. But um, and with, yeah, the, with is, the names this... in that game too. I mean, yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool, Spurs was. Uh, yeah, that not was, as. Nah. Just, I think this is. I think this final. is certainly bigger than Liverpool Spurs. Oh, this is definitely yeah. bigger. Definitely yeah. bigger. Yeah, yeah, I was the biggest Liverpool fan that day. I celebrated that goal <laughs> so hard. Did you, oh, did you the Monday I celebrated so hard, man. Oh my I was god! Harry. I was like right in the first few minutes too. Um, <laughs> I remember so, where I was. Oh my god, it was brilliant. We, we mentioned Ballon d'Or. Um, City win this. It's a wrap. It goes to yeah. De Bruyne. Yeah. As long as it's not a disaster in the Euros for Belgium, it's a wrap. And that's going to mm. kill me. As much as I <laughs> like the Bruyne, kill you. you're never because because you know why, and Matt knows why. We all know what's going to happen because of the comparisons to Kaká. They're never going to shut the fuck up because they both have a Ballon d'Or in Champions League now. It's never going to end. It's never going to end. And I, I mean, it's look, going to bother me. It's and not he's a great a player. crazy a great comparison player. in my opinion. No, 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 no. It's he's not. one of the best midfielders ever. Kevin De Bruyne is. He really yeah. is. Easily, and the longer, I, 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 the longer he goes, the longer he goes, he's going to have that longevity. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, but I think I think a Kaka comparison is weird, finish. though. A Kaka comparison is weird. They don't, but they don't play. There is just it's not just the like, same type of score that. Kaka yeah, has. like Kaka was like way more of like he's still the most unique striker. number ten to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he was a striker playing number ten with you know the vision of a ten. I mean, right? he, he had the speed of some of the fastest like players like you yeah <laughs> but yeah anyways no i love kevin de bruyne though i just can't stand prem hints um other than that barisha plug your shit i, I, I mean up, oh, I sp- speaking of big time speaking of prem heads that know fuck all apparently me saying that Jorginho is one of the three best midfielders in the world is, is not allowed um apparently me saying not that that is not the case. Or it's, I think you allowed. said it was with Chelsea, but then Chelsea, he's not one of the. Well, I said he wasn't right? even a top three centre mid at Chelsea, which some people took offence to. I think but he's just as good as Kovacic. I give you Kante and the Mount. same. Kante, Kante and Mount are like way better than him, though. Yeah, like, I agree with that. I think That's Kovacic fine. is like the same ish. Maybe preference. I prefer. If I if I, if Kovacic, I had but... to start a team, I'd take Jorginho over Kovacic, and I rate Kovacic. It's not. It's not. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, but I I don't know if that makes him a better player. That's probably the the position that he plays, if that makes sense. That's all right. Um, but anyway, at Pet Barisha, P E T B E R I S H A on Twitter. Space gaining followers apparently. Gaining followers. Rumor has I, it you were closing in on me, and then I pulled away again. By the way, oh, I had a slow week. I had a slow week. I saw that. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I gained like fifty within the past like couple. Next days. step. I lost like ten. Yeah, he's got that space juice, man. <laughs> what is going on juice. with all these spaces, man? Oh. Like, what the? F- I'm going to join one at one point. <laughs> we had me, Matt and I had a lot for the halftime yesterday. Yeah, 
We had like did 40 you? How many did you get? Wow, fuck. That's pretty good. Um, pretty good. Matt, go ahead. Yeah, at Matt what was underscore Santangelo. And of course, follow at MilanReports.com. That's the new official handle <laughs> for Milan Oh, my God. All the beef, subscribe man. subscribe to us on Twitter as well. Um, Not on Twitter. Twitch, excuse me. And yes. that's pretty much it. Martino, take us out. Yeah, you just follow me on Twitter at Martino Puccio. I have a FA Cup piece coming out this week, so we'll see. I don't know who to rock with yet, so I got to do some research. I think I might just go with Leicester just because I don't like Chelsea. Um, Other than that, um, please like, subscribe, and rate our podcast. Um, We're going to have a big announcement coming. I don't know how soon we're going to announce it, fellas. Do you guys know? Absolutely no idea. (laughs) That's that's good. This is Matt's deal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he doesn't even know. Okay, forget it. Um, Other than that. (laughs) Playing dumb. Yeah. Other than that, uh, thank you guys for listening and uh, here's some Joaquin.